You're listening to The Wilder Podcast. Season 2, Episode 1. Hi everybody. Hello. Good morning. Um, It's been a while, probably about a year uh, since my last podcast episode. And I believe that that episode was with Amanda Duran and we were discussing her Pilates retreat, if I am correct. But um, yeah, so I just decided to make this season two, episode one, just kind of starting a new chapter as we do. Ideally, I wouldn't have waited an entire year, but I'm not going to really apologize for that because it's just the way it ended up being for me. Sorry, Phoenix is asleep and I was just like glancing at the baby monitor because I have it muted because there's like a light feature and it's just like whenever he's crying, it shows his like voice. But um, yeah, so I'm just kind of trying to do this in the time that I have before he wakes up. Um, but yeah, back to the fact that I'm trying not to apologize for it. I'm trying not to feel so like embarrassed. <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing that I, it's taken me a year to record a podcast episode. And I guess here's the deal. It hasn't taken me a year to record one. It has taken me a year to release one because I recorded a bunch of content when I was pregnant and then it just felt kind of dumb. I just like, whenever I would listen back to it, I was like, this is dumb. I actually recorded a podcast on my birthday. Um, the day before I went into labor with Phoenix. And so that one would be kind of interesting. And I guess you guys can just let me know if you want to hear some of that, but I kind of listened to it after the fact, because I think I posted about it in my stories. Like I have this episode, should I share it? And then everyone was like, yes. And then I went back to listen to it and I was like, ew, I sound so depressed because <laughs> I was, you guys, I was two weeks overdue. I was a borderline insane. Like I was freaking out. My understanding is though, that most of you guys are not parents. So I'm going to try to not get super wrapped up in the parental stuff and like the mommy life, but that's just my life. So I'm probably going to go there. So try to give me some grace. If you're not interested, I totally understand. If you have to unsubscribe, I totally understand, but I would like you to stick around and at least give every podcast a chance. Give it a chance. Um, because hopefully we will have some really cool guests on this season. I'm also looking at doing a lot of solo content. Personally, I would rather be talking to other people, but, um, Colin works most days of the week, except for like the weekends. And, uh, it's hard to get interviews on the weekends because people are like, what, like living their lives, just like me. But, um, or at night, I guess I could be start doing interviews at night. Um, but like right now, this is kind of like, what time is it? 10 55 AM. Typically like 10 to noon is a good nap for Phoenix. And so I kind of usually have that time free, but not always. So I don't really, like, really want to book that for like interviews. Cause what if I'm just, kind of meeting, quote, meeting someone who is a professional and trying to interview them. And then I'm like, oh, derp, my baby just woke up. Sorry, let's reschedule or sorry, he's going to be here. I'm going to have to mute myself. I guess I'll give a quick life update before I dive into these questions. So yeah, this podcast episode is going to be kind of like an ask me anything type episode. Um, I just had you guys submit questions to me via Instagram DMs because let's face it, my the bulk of the content that I put out has been on Instagram since I had the baby. So 
I would like to be doing more blog stuff. I started a YouTube, but I'm having a problem with my uploader. <sighs> Sounds like such a lame excuse. Maybe this is just to get me to understand it's a lame excuse and I just need to do it anyway. If I bounce around, that's just the way it is. And if this is your first podcast episode with me and you're feeling a little bit like, ooh, what is she doing? Why does she have sex voice? Why is she talking all sexy? That's because I'm trying to kind of keep it down. But I'm also being a nerd and kind of like, nerding out that I'm finally recording a podcast episode. Yeah, I had Phoenix in November, which feels like a year ago, but it was six and a half months ago. And I have just been kind of finally getting my footing. And I feel like I've been, quote, finally getting my footing for the past like two months, but it's getting easier and easier and easier. So um, yeah, I'm finally starting to take on some sponsored content for the blog. And I will talk more about that later. And I don't mean the blog for my Instagram because the blog is kind of needs to be reworked. And I just, um, I just kind of updated the site. So it's not as, uh, dated as it was like two years ago. Anyway. So, um, with me personally, yeah, I'm just trying to balance my decision to stay at home with my baby. I'm actually going to start nannying for some extra money. I'm working on that. And like I said, I'm going to talk more about like collaborations and sponsored content in this podcast episode, because that was a question that I flagged from you guys that I enjoyed. And I feel like I get similar questions to that a lot. Um, but yeah, when it comes to me income wise, it's been pretty stressful. I'm not going to lie. And I feel like it's just financial stuff when you have babies, most of the time is kind of difficult. And the deal is like having Instagram followers does not equate to having cash, like having money, having a full bank account, so I just want you guys to like wipe that clean in your brain. Like I, I find myself guilty of it too. I think people have cute homes. They have cute clothes. They must be like, you know, loaded, but you don't see the full story. And with us, like we definitely aren't, we had, I would say we definitely had like a really good savings when we moved to Nashville, whenever I had my own business, we invested all of that money into making it work here. Um, and we both worked like full-time jobs once we moved here in the service industry. So we were both working in food. Um, and then I started working as a receptionist. And I think if you've been paying attention and you've been following the blog and following the podcast and all that kind of stuff for a while, you will know that, um, just the cost of living here is way higher than it was from our small town in Tyler. And that was probably why we were able to save that much money. Crud. Phoenix is awake. I was about to say, um, if you know me, know me, then you know that I'm really open about finances and I am realistic about the sacrifices that we made moving here. And I feel like the more transparent I am about it, the better. I feel like I do kind of see, I see advice from other like business bloggers and stuff like that out there about like, kind of like fake it till you make it type thing. And I, I get that. Like I really do. And I feel like I've always felt that way, but now I'm just like completely over it. And I'm just like, Hey, this is me. This is my life. Um, I've sacrificed a lot to live in a bigger city and now I'm a stay at home mom and I'm just kind of a normal person. Okay. And, uh, I may get like stuff for free, but that does not mean that I'm getting paid for everything. Okay. Anyway, I'm going to go back to that. Okay. I'm back and I'm with Phoenix. So if you hear him, I'm going to try to nurse him. I'm going to try to hold him, try to wrestle him, but I'm telling you, if I don't get this done now, I'm just not going to do it. Like, I feel like it's just not going to get done and I want to get it done. So... 
Let's see if he'll hang out on the floor. Okay, the first question, we're just like totally getting into this one. So this one says, how do you find time, energy, and desire to maintain a healthy sex life, especially now with a child in the mix? Like I said, we are just diving in. So if that's not a topic that you really want to chat about, you can just tune out now or you can skip ahead. But I feel like whenever I'm talking about transparency, I want to talk about the fact that like I am still coming to terms with talking about sex, talking about feeling sexy, feeling sexy, breastfeeding, like all of the things like feeling sexy, comma, breastfeeding, which is just like a totally biological purpose for our boobs and uh, being comfortable and confident doing that in public around family, around friends and stuff like that. Um, Because I do like I like I feel empowered, like doing that kind of stuff makes me feel empowered. But I also I don't know. I, I still hear the way some people just like talk about sexuality and talk about bodies and stuff like that. And I still like, makes me not want people to judge me, I guess. And, um, and I don't think it's something every single woman has to like want to do, like share their body, share their story, talk about sex, whatever. Okay. The long and the short of it, I guess the short of it is how do I maintain a healthy sex life? It's not easy. That's like bullet point number one. Bullet point number two, you don't have to have penetrative sex to have a sex life, especially after a vaginal or cesarean birth. After giving birth, it's really, it can be a long process of getting everything to kind of feeling good again, because after having a baby, it's just not something that I've been, one, really in the mood for, two, physically able to do. And so recently I've noticed in the past couple weeks, we've been able to try and it's been successful. And when they, whenever you hear about pelvic floor health postpartum, you hear a lot about like loose pelvic floor muscles. Eh, eh, eh. That's not always the case. A lot of times it's almost like they're hyperactive. And so they're, they're just like clenched all the time. And like, you have to consciously like in my brain, right? even right now, I have to consciously like inhale into my diaphragm, like low belly, breath and like exhale and release the tension in my pelvic floor and the tension in my lower abdominals and and just like breathing taking it slow one sec let me grab phoenix and just being able to say what you want say what you don't want say like i'm sorry like i really want this to work but it's just not working i am sweating everything is hurting it is not working for me and i'm super stressed and like i feel like that type of communication if you have a partner that receives that well that's a really healthy um way to deal with it if your partner takes it personally you really just have to make it known that it's not like it's not personal and that like if you could you would do something else intimate like cuddle watch a movie have a deep conversation i feel like there are so many ways to be intimate um with your partner and uh especially postpartum it's really important so sorry he's like chewing on this cord it's not plugged in but i don't like him chewing on cords it's weird but yeah i guess the thing is like i just kind of have to like make space for it um i just gotta make space for it yeah so just don't don't think that I've got like the perfect sex life. I don't. Uh, I I currently am not feeling very insecure about it. I feel very much like it's something that you just have to be open with your partner about, really communicative. And uh, don't be ashamed. Don't be scared. We're in a good place right now. But ooh, I will say like the beginning of the pregnancy was tough. Whenever I had my miscarriage, that was super tough. Hormonally, I've just suffered. And so this has been 
it's been nice to finally feel like I'm on top of it. And it's not something that is like a heavy negative conversation for us. Um, We don't really have to have a conversation about it at all. We can just go for it, which is awesome. When it comes to having a baby and like, what are we doing with our baby? Um, Sometimes he's watching TV, honestly. Um, Sometimes we, most of the time we just wait till he's napping. Um, Not usually until like bedtime because like by that time we're usually ready to go to sleep. But yeah, like we, he usually takes an evening nap and that's something that, we try to make happen. If it's going to happen, that's typically when. So moving on. Question number two. What made you go vegan slash makes you stay vegan? That's like a really common question that I get. And I'm just going to see if I find any. Here's another one. When did you decide to become a vegetarian slash vegan? Not sure if vegetarian diet was a stepping stone for you and why. And then that leads into the question, the most popular question that I get, which is, do you intend to raise Phoenix on a vegetarian vegan diet? Have you thought about whether or not he will ask you for meat? Um, How long or how will you handle that? Or is it a non-issue? Are you planning on raising Phoenix vegan, vegetarian? No judgment, just curious. Um, my five, my two and a half year old is vegan except for farm eggs, but was previously only vegetarian. And before my husband transitioned to vegan, we ate meat, uh, with him as well. We plan on introducing vegan food to my four month old, but I get that question regularly. I get it in comments. I get it just all the time, constantly. It's like at least every day I get somebody asking if I, if I post anything about food, I'm getting a question about if Phoenix is going to eat, um, a vegan diet. So here's the deal. Let me just, for those of you that aren't familiar with the term vegan, there's the vegan lifestyle like that vegans practice. There's the vegan diet, which means no animal products. You don't eat any animal products. There is a difference. There's a difference. And not everybody knows that. And that's, that's chill. Um, when it comes to me in the past, I have, um, been up and down with being an ethical vegan, which is really, a lot of people will totally be mad at me for even saying that. Like, because typically when people go vegan for ethical purposes and like want to practice a vegan lifestyle and not buy leather, not buy wool, um, not eat honey, not have any type of anything to do with the animal industry in any way. Um, So that's like a vegan lifestyle. And we definitely, Colin and I both practiced that for a long time, probably about a year. And um, before that, I... I ate a vegan diet, which just means no dairy, no eggs, no animal products, but I didn't like really care about leather or anything like that. I wasn't exposed to that information. Um, so I didn't really care. Sorry, I'm breastfeeding y'all. If you hear weird noises and panting child, he's just like dancing around my lap. But anyway, if you've been around for a long time, you've definitely seen me go through it. And, um, I've just tried to stay transparent about it. And whenever you do that, you don't always get a lot of good feedback from people, especially people that do identify as vegan and um, lead a vegan lifestyle and eat a vegan diet. Um, So yeah, I, whenever I was in my first trimester of being pregnant, I ate eggs. I ate eggs and I ate gluten and I ate dairy. I just couldn't eat anything. Like I couldn't eat anything because I didn't feel well. And all that I wanted was egg sandwiches. And I ate a lot of egg sandwiches. And I gave myself permission to do that. Now looking back, it kind of makes me sad because I have kind of circled back to um, like, I don't know, just being aware of the dairy industry, being aware of the egg industry, which um, directly corresponds to those animals' deaths, which is kind of, that's what was hard about being vegetarian to me is because 
um, you still are contributing in a way, was just trying to think about my body and what I could eat. And whenever I could make choices without dairy or eggs, then I would, but I did eat eggs and I did eat dairy. Honestly, with my first pregnancy too, which I, which I did end up um, miscarrying, but I did that, whatever. If you're going to put a label on it, I really tried not to label myself. Whenever the whole collagen thing happened, I bet a lot of you can relate to this. Now, and this is why I have not recorded anything is because this dude yeah so whenever the collagen thing kind of happened in 2015 2016 i totally was a sucker for it and i wanted to have great skin and i wanted to feel great and i wanted my gut to be healed and all of these things and i since know more information about it and i know um essentially that consuming collagen does not make you produce more collagen by the way everybody drop that bomb on you i'm not a doctor so um don't take my advice as a as medical advice, the research does not show that consuming animal collagen will give you collagen. I mean, it's an animal product. So if you guys don't know what collagen is, it's basically like ground up connective tissues and bones and cow. There is, quote, marine collagen, which is from like those parts of fish. And I did marine collagen for a long time. And when I say a long time, I mean like three months, but I freaking hated the way it tasted. And people say it's unflavored, but it just feel like it had a weird flavor. I also felt weird about it. And I'm not one of those people that has ever like eaten fish and considered that a part of like a vegetarian diet. It's cool if you do, but that's considered pescatarian. It's not even considered vegetarian. So whatever. Those of you that don't know that. Hey, I'm back. So I did go ahead and put Phoenix in front of a YouTube video in his jumper. So yeah, I'm feeling kind of a little bit of mom guilt about that, but I really just want to get this done. So I've got 26 minutes on the clock and we're going to go. When it comes to being vegan, vegetarian, it may be just easier to explain where I am now, whereas where I've been is kind of complicated and I didn't put labels on myself while I was pregnant. I will say around 20 weeks, I decided to cut out animal products because I was not feeling good. I feel like it was making my appetite feel even wonkier, making my energy feel really terrible. And I decided to cut out eggs, cut out the gluten that I was eating, which I was gluten-free for like three or four years. And then I got a blood test done and it said that I was not gluten intolerant, so I didn't need to avoid it. But when it comes to the research on like leaky gut and autoimmunity, it doesn't necessarily mean that because your blood doesn't show that you're intolerant to something digestively you may be and it also may be causing distress in your gut and the balance of flora like healthy gut bacteria that you have so i decided to cut it out again and i was having a lot of inflammation so i cut gluten out and all animal products around 20 weeks yeah so once i did that i haven't gone back and that was last summer almost like exactly a year ago and I also don't feel good about eating someone else's breast milk and I don't think that that's weird for me to feel that way um because that's what it is dairy is breast milk and I feel like the argument is that we've been doing it for you know thousands of years people have people have been eating dairy for thousands of years I like it I I can't go without it what would you do what do you do for calcium here's the deal broccoli has like insanely amount an insane amount of calcium so we're not gonna talk about the calcium argument because a lot of um, the calcium found in animal products, dairy, um, isn't even absorbed readily in your body as much as say like broccoli would be. So, um, you can do your research on that. Like I said, I'm not a doctor and maybe we can just do a dedicated podcast to animal versus plant proteins and different nutrients found in animal foods versus plant foods. And that might be kind of a hot topic. And I don't know. 
I don't know. You guys can give me feedback if you want to. I know that just like just being gentle and exposing people to this type of information is just kind of the path that I choose to take. And I don't want anybody to feel judged because that's not how I feel. Um, Whenever I say that, like, I don't feel comfortable eating someone else's breast milk and that language makes you uncomfortable, just ask yourself why, because that's not an opinion. That is a fact. I don't want to drink an animal's breast milk that was intended for her baby because that's that's what what it's for. It's for baby cows. I kind of, I push that away. I push that away and I push that away. And even being plant-based and then having Phoenix, once I started nursing and I started smelling spit up and then I would smell Colin baking a cheese pizza and I'd be like, ew, I smell spit up. The whole house smells like spit up. And then I would be like, oh my God, no, that is that cheese pizza that I'm smelling. And some of you moms may relate and some of you totally may not agree and be like, I don't care. It doesn't bother me. Um, we've been doing it for thousands of years, but the deal is the way that we are getting this dairy is not the way we've done it for thousands of years. Okay. It's just not the same, even on organic and pasture raised, this, that, and the other, there are, there are still technically rape racks for the cows. So gosh, I don't want to get into all of this. Um, that's just a term that is used. You can look it up as far as like eggs and chickens, even like cage-free and organic eggs. They don't really need the male chicken chicks most of the time chickens chicks most of the time so um it's the cost effective way to get rid of all of the male chicks is to grind them up and so you're basically essentially contributing to the death of the animals by eating eggs and dairy but i'm not to discourage you to just like reduce your meat intake and not be vegetarian you have to go straight to vegan that's not what i'm saying i'm just saying maybe look into the information and there are also for everything you're going to find you're also going to find information being like hey being vegan is not good for the environment you're still killing animals this 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 and you just got to look at the sources for that kind of information and the deal is the fda and a bunch of different organizations kind of want to control the type of knowledge that you have. Anyway, I'm just saying I'm really passionate about living a plant-based lifestyle. Do I consider myself vegan? Yes. And it's something I'm proud of. I just like, I hesitate to say it on here because I don't want you guys to feel like, oh, she's crazy vegan. No, I'm like an inclusive, loving vegan. I want to give you information. I don't want to push you aside or say you can't sit with me or like not go to a restaurant with you and you be able to order whatever you want. I like don't care. Like I just want to be able to support everybody. And I don't want food to be, I don't want food to be a source of stress for anybody ever in their lives. But I don't consider animal products food is the difference. I don't consider someone's body to be my dinner. And I don't think that everybody agrees with that, but that's just me. I got so off on that. I'm going to have to like buzz through the rest of the question. I guess this is a podcast about me and questions asking me. So I shouldn't feel so weird, like telling you guys the truth, like the way that I feel. Um, But anyway, so are we going to raise Phoenix vegetarian or vegan? After everything I just said, what do you think? Bing, 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 bing. Yes, I would never feed my baby anything that I wouldn't eat myself. And I say that and you're like probably thinking, breast milk, Carson. Hey, breast milk is a superfood and I made it. So if I wanted to drink my own breast milk, that's not that weird. Personally, I wouldn't. But I've tried it and you know what it tastes like? Sweetened ass almond milk. It tastes sweet. It tastes like sugar candy. It tastes like a milkshake. It's great. Um, But I don't drink it. I've just tried it. I mean, that's not weird. But yeah, I would never feed Phoenix anything I wouldn't eat myself. So I do have that conversation going on in my head, like when Phoenix chooses to eat dairy, if he chooses to eat dairy, is he going to get violently ill? I hope not. So that kind of, that kind of makes me think, and I'm still reading about that, um, that I don't intend on giving him any other animals breast milk. I have given him formula before 
and I gave him soy. And there is a bunch of controversy surrounding soy and hormones, especially soy and boys. So um, yeah, and I fed him all organic soy. So again, feel free to get mad at me saying that because I know a lot of you feel personally attacked by that, especially if you've struggled with hormonal issues and you personally feel like taking soy out of your diet benefits you. Phytoestrogens are not the same as actual hormones found in dairy. Okay. Or even meat, hormones found in meat or even eggs. So if you're going to like get really mad at this one plant, I want you to go and look at the actual animal real hormones, not phytoestrogens, the hormones found in animal products. And then just kind of look into that. I mean, I think it's worth looking into if you're going to think about cutting out food groups. Um, personally, I feel a lot of inflammation when I'm eating a lot of corn, when I'm drinking alcohol, when I'm eating peanuts, um, but not really when I'm eating soy. I've cut soy out before and nothing really happened. So I didn't feel any better or anything. Yes, we're going to raise him plant-based. We're going to give him the freedom to make his own decisions, but we are going to inform him on the way, on the knowledge. In the, like, we're going to let him in on the knowledge in a gentle way that you can to a child. But the reality is um, we just don't eat animals in this house. People kill the animals and eat them, and that's just the way that it is. And he can choose whether that's okay with him or not. When it comes to our household, buying meat just to cook it for our child and supporting an industry we don't believe in doesn't does not make sense to me. So I'm not going to do that. If it's something that he wants to do when he is old enough and he's got like a car and he wants to go to Chick-fil-A, I'm not going to stop him. Hopefully he doesn't go to Chick-fil-A because of the like terrible... <laughs> politics around Chick-fil-A and them just being like totally closed-minded people. Imagine growing up in a religious household and then like you leave and you decide that you want to do something else and you want to believe and you want to practice something else. Okay. I don't feel like it's that different than that. Um, personally, we don't have a religious household, but, um, when it comes to like values and beliefs, we do have those and we will try to raise Phoenix the way that we see makes sense, you know, and um, what makes sense and what feels right. So I don't want Phoenix to grow up with food rules, quote rules. I just want him to be surrounded by a variety of foods, healthy foods that make him feel well. And I, that's just it. That's the answer. <laughs> so I'm going to do this next question, pivoting. So I don't want to talk about veganism the whole time. Okay, here we go. Hey girl, I'm starting a passion project slash business to help bloggers and people trying to make a living from home and just wondering if you can help answer a few questions. I remember seeing one of your stories where you were talking about sponsored content and how you only post products that you truly and genuinely care about and use yourself, which I think is really awesome and I wish more people would do that. But you had also mentioned that you don't get paid for these usually, and I was wondering why that is. If you were offered a decent amount of money to post about a product that you love and use, would you do that? Because you mentioned about the sponsored content in your stories, I was also wondering if you got any negative feedback from people, and that's why you talked about it, or um, how you only post about stuff you absolutely care about and use. Thanks. So this is an awesome question, and I actually sent her a really long response yesterday. And I'm not going to read my response. I'm just going to answer that question. Here's the deal. I feel like over the past year, being pregnant, kind of checking out from the blogging world, the podcasting world, anything, I just kind of stopped trying to make money with the blog. I stopped trying to monetize my posts. I just 
I just couldn't keep up with it. And I just felt really dejected because I was like, this is not something that I'm good at. I don't like doing this. I don't like doing, I don't like putting myself out there. I don't want to do this. I'm freaking pregnant. I'm stressed. I just want to work my day job and I want to post on my Instagram and I want love and support from my readers and I want to be able to interact with them. And I just want it to be a cool community that, I don't know, trusts me. And I'm not trying to sell them stuff all the time because like I did a back to school campaign last summer. I don't freaking go to school. Um, I actually really loved the brand. I loved the brand and I would have shopped at the brand anyway. So I don't want to put myself in that situation again because I felt like all of the content was a little like eh, back to school. I'm not in school. And that was like the final straw. I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. It doesn't make any sense. Um, so I just kind of learned from my own mistakes. It's basically trial and error. If you're looking at starting a blog and you and you want to start doing that kind of stuff. What feels like it makes sense to you? Like if I have a beauty brand, like if Maybelline were to reach out to me and be like, offer me a good amount of money, like a good amount, I would still have to say no. You know why? Because I don't support cruelty-free industries when I can help it. If I like accidentally bought something that's like, doesn't have any animal products, but for whatever reason, it doesn't have the cruelty-free stamp on it. Typically I will use it and then just like not purchase it again, not post about it, not share. So I try to make... I'm not perfect, by the way, but if you didn't know that, I'm not perfect and I just do my best. So some of the times that stuff slips through my fingers, like, but yeah, I'm just saying like, if like a meat company is going to reach out to me and wants to pay me $15,000, hey, that sounds amazing, but I would never eat meat for $15,000. I just wouldn't. You guys are probably thinking I'm crazy, but I just mean like, you guys would understand. You would know if I was like, hashtag sponsored, I'm eating a burger. I love this brand of beef. You would be like, Carson, what is wrong with you? Unfollow. She's doing things for money. And that just doesn't feel good. At the end of the day, I'm not going to like feel good about like trying to sell this burger to you because I don't even eat meat. It's not that it's that, that's just the way it is for me. Um, when it comes to like gifted content, I get a lot of gifted content. Okay. I get people reaching out to me and wanting to send me stuff. And I'm super grateful for that especially if it's a small business, you guys, for those of you that have sent me stuff like selflessly, thank you. And I try really hard to support small businesses and like post about them, even if they can't pay me in the past, that's always been something I've been down with like gifted collaborations. Like, Oh, you want to send me something? I'll post about it. And unless it's something that I actually need, like I got a mattress once and they did not pay me to post about them, but I did because that was a part of the collaboration. Like you're going to send me a $900 mattress. I'm going to freaking post about it because I need a new mattress. Whenever I say they didn't pay me, they just gave me some like blank. That's considered a gifted collaboration unless otherwise specified by the brand as a sponsored or as an ad. And typically whenever it comes to that type of content, there is a contract that switches like that exchanges hands and there are signatures required. And there is a list of you know, things you need to do, like bullet points checked off, hashtags you need to include, things, specific things you need to include in your um, description of the product and ways you need to style the product, the way the photo needs to look, stuff like that. So the way that that happens is you get this, inf like you get this product um, proposal and uh, and you kind of go back and forth. There's a little back and forth sometimes between like uh, what you're willing to do for either payment or trade. And um, once that's established, then the contract is made. And then this isn't all the time, but this is the way I like to do things. And the contract is made and then both of us sign it. Um, and then you have a timeline and you know exactly what you need to do and then you do it. And um, 
if I don't think I can do it, if I don't think it makes sense, then I'm not going to, I can't, I can't say yes. I'm not going to say yes. Um, and that's just personal. That's just my personal decision. And so imagine doing all of that work and it goes on for a long time and then not getting any type of payment for it. And you're not currently like at me, I'm not like working, I'm at home. And this, I, I give everything to my readers. Like I try really hard to share my life and to create quality content for you guys without any type of payment, just my life. I try to, it's like an art for me. It's like, it's my work. It's what I do. And I love it, but I don't really get paid for it because I'm not like, I'm just giving you my life. I'm just giving you pictures. I'm just telling you my story and I'm just responding and I'm trying to give you what I like to get. And I just like that community that I've created. And I really, really value and I'm really protective over my audience. Um, Audience, oh my gosh, my pals. I don't know what to call you guys. People that support me and I'm really grateful for you guys. So I don't ever want to like trap you into looking at something that you give no shits about. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so... That's kind of how collaborations go down with me. I'm, I'm a member of two different influencer agencies. So typically I just am matched with different brands via those agencies. And the one is called Revfluence and the other one is called um, Socialix. I'm a member of a bunch of different ones, um, like collectively, all these different ones, Tapfluence, The Shelf. I'm, I'm a member of like, I would say like eight different social media influencers, but I've only ever really had luck with Socialix and Revfluence. And I will include those in the show notes if you're interested and you want to check that out and see if it's something that will work for you. I actually just signed Colin up for that, for that as well. And, um, and you're in full control. You can pick the ones that you want to kind of do stuff with, but I just personally, I'm not doing unpaid collaboration right now because I can't create quality content unless I am treating it like a job and I'm getting payment for it. So some of you guys that want just to pursue blogging and you want to get free stuff and that's, that's all that it's worth it for you, then freaking do it. I mean, there are tons of people and amazing brands out there that want to send you their product. And I, the way that I look at it, it's a case by case thing. And I know that might seem unfair to you. Um, if you're like, Hey, I wanted to send you something and you said that you require payment or whatever. It's just, it really is a case by case thing. If I need it, or if I feel like we're a good fit and I just want the trade for something, like if it's really expensive or something, then I'll consider that. Like if the product is worth more than my rate, I will consider that. And I will be like, Hmm, maybe I want to do that. And it makes sense. But most of the time it doesn't. Um, so yeah, I hope that makes sense to you guys. And I hope that that's helpful. And I hope that you understand that for me, this is my livelihood. This is my life. If there was a product that I loved and they wanted to pay me, that was part of that question. Then hell yes, that's the dream scenario. That is like the scenario. And I'm working with a couple of brands right now, like Bobo's like reached out to me and they want to pay me to post about their product. And I freaking love their product. So I was really excited about that. Um, And some brands really just want me to create content for them, you know, to repost and whatever, to hit up a different market of women. Like right now, like I breastfeed and so oats, oatmeal and breastfeeding go hand in hand. And that's just like Bobo's bars are full of oats and it's really cool. But I try to be protective of you guys when it comes to collaborations and content. And I will say, and this is how I responded to that question, one of my favorite concepts is from jenna kutcher and her podcast the gold digger podcast which i can link goal like g-o-a-l um hers is her her like idea when it comes to sponsored content is serve 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 and then sell so you're just being like authentically you the whole time and then putting out something that you believe in for your audience 
I don't have a sponsor for this episode. Um, I've talked to a couple different people, but it's kind of more mom-driven stuff. So if you're not interested in that, feel free to let me know and feel free to let me know some brands that you think would be a good match for me and I can reach out to them. Um, Because this is currently something that I would like to be able to do and be able to dedicate time to and treat like a job and treat like something I need to do to get the money. You know what I mean? Um, but, and it, and, and it just like, you're more motivated to get it done and to create the content, which I love creating content for free, just from the goodness of my soul. And it's a, it's, it's just something I've done for years now. And it's something that you guys have been there for me through. And, um, I'm just trying to stay genuinely me, you know, I'm trying to be smart about it too. You guys don't know everything. Like I said about my sex life. Okay. Anyway, you don't need to. <laughs> Okay, guys, I love you. I will see you next week.